Hello everyone, this is Rob McDougall with Zeng Financial here with your weekly economic update today, Monday, June 12th. In terms of economic data points last week, it was a snoozer. Only one data point of significance. This next week, this week, will change things dramatically. But last week, only one data point, as I mentioned, it was the ISM non-manufacturing index. The week before, we had looked at the manufacturing index, which has been below 50 for the last seven months in a row, suggesting we're either in a manufacturing recession or slowdown, but certainly no expansion last seven months. So we're very closely watching the ISM non-manufacturing or service component because that has been coming down as well. Now, it had been hovering in the mid-50s. Last few months has slipped. So that was released on Monday last week. The expectation is it would have come in at 52.3. The actual was 50.3. And just like the manufacturing version of the ISM index, 50 is the demarcation line between expansion and contraction. So 50.3 doesn't leave a lot of room. So I would say this data point that we saw last week, uh, combined with numerous others over the last three weeks, have just suggested that maybe we are starting to see some slowdown, some real impact from all the Fed fund rate increases we've seen over the last year. But despite the fact um, that's what we're seeing, the Federal Reserve may or may not be seeing it that way in that we, we watch the Atlanta Federal Reserve every week to see what their expectations are for current quarter GDP estimates. And surprisingly, last week, they moved it up again. They moved it up from 2.0 the week before up to 2.2. So 2.2 would be fantastic growth here in the second quarter. You may recall the first quarter number was revised up to a positive 1.3%. Fourth quarter of last year, 2.6%. So if we are running at a 2.2% GDP growth, that would be fantastic. I would submit, though, most of the data points that we're seeing don't really look like we're growing that fast. So we'll see on that. Inflation expectations. Key, we go over this every week. I'll just gloss over it this week. Hardly any movement. But just the absolute number, again, I think is very impressive. Expectations for inflation. There's just not a lot of concern out there by investors about long-term inflation. I think we're past that point. We've argued that many times, but it does look like that's the case. So the 10-year embedded expectation uh, rate embedded the 10-year treasury minus the 10-year tips is at 2.20. Week before it was 2.18. Week before that, 2.22. So bottom line is it's coming in the last couple of months, average right around 2.2%. That's the expectation for inflation over the next 10 years. And given what we saw from inflation over the last year and a half, I think that's pretty impressive. So we're going to be keenly watching inflation numbers. In fact, when we preview some of the economic data for this week, we have the CPI and PPI. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, we'll talk about the uh, returns last week to the market. Again, just the one data point for investors to digest. Uh, and so equity returns last week, good. Not strong, but solid. They were positive. And for the S&P 500, it was the fourth consecutive week of gains. For the NASDAQ, it was the seventh. One thing that changed last week, however, was the compositional returns, which reverted back to what we saw all in 2022. And that's both small cap and value outperformed last week. And mega cap growth, which year to date has been the big winner, that actually lagged. So within that value component, the one thing I'll just note, 
that was heartening is that the regional bank index, which has been down dramatically this year after the Silicon Valley and First Republic bank failures, that rebounded very strongly last week. It was up 3% plus, which is good news. So we had the big banking crisis. Maybe it's over. We don't know. But we argued that uh, it did kind of look like company-specific of not handling asset liability for Silicon Valley and First Republic. We'll see when we go through second quarter earnings. But uh, investors are starting to become more comfortable with the fact that whatever that banking crisis was, it was not systemic. So equities up last week, S&P 500 up 0.4%. Uh, S&P, uh, or in terms of the value component, that was up 1.25%. Small cap last week, Russell 2000, up 1.8%. So on a year-to-date basis now, S&P is up. It's almost a stealth rally. It's up 12.9%. And it's up uh, from the bottom last year, 2022, uh, to now, it's up over 20% off the bottom. So very strong returns to the S&P 500 over the last nine months. Uh, International also did okay last week, uh, up a little bit more than the S&P 500. is up 60 basis points. On a year-to-date basis, international's additive, it's up 8.12%. Again, S&P 500 up better at 129 In terms of fixed income last week, uh, fixed income was down last week. The two-year treasuries, the yield rose 11 basis points. The 10-year rose 6 basis points, putting pressure on returns for fixed income. So the index we always watch, Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, was down slightly. It was down 15 basis points. Year-to-date, still a positive number. It's up 2.01% for the year. So let's move on to this week's economic calendar, which is full. I mentioned the inflation component, so we've got four coming right uh, at the front of the week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, CPI, CPI Core. Wednesday, PPI, PPI Core. Expectations for both the CPI and the PPI is a month-over-month decrease from the month before. So CPI month of April was up 0.4% month over month. That's expected to drop to 0.2% month over month in May. Uh, PPI, same thing. Producer price index was up 0.2% month over month in April. That's expected to go negative, a negative 0.1% for the month of May. If those do hold, the PPI, CPI, and the core measurements be fantastic. Again, inflation has consistently ticked down since June of last year. Uh, And if we don't hit these numbers this week, I would expect probably some give back in the equity markets. Investors are expecting inflation to continue the trend downward that we have seen. Now, the big event for this week is not an economic data part per se, but the Federal Reserve is meeting. They start their FOMC, Federal Open Market Committee meeting tomorrow. And on Wednesday, they will give a rate decision. The expectation on the rate decision has changed dramatically. I mentioned it last week that we really saw it two weeks ago. Uh, It appeared the Federal Reserve uh, had sent a couple of lieutenants out to condition the market for the expectation they were not going to raise um, this time. And they'll wait for the end of July meeting to do so. So the expectation built into the Fed Fund's future market, pretty much the same as last week. The expectation for a 25 basis point increase is 27.6%. It was 24% last week. So that's changed a little bit. But again, I I think given the messaging from the Fed, we probably will not get an increase on Wednesday. 
But also expectations now for the end of the year have changed dramatically. We talked about it last week. It's followed through over this past week as well. So uh, a month ago, the expectation was even money, 50% expectation that we would have 75 basis points of cut from our current level, which is 500 to 525 basis points. That's evaporated. So now that number has gone from 50% probability to 0.3%. So no one's expecting 75 basis point cut. The midpoint of the expectation is we will end the year exactly where we're at with the Fed funds rate, target rate, 500 to 525. Rest of the week, uh, we do have, uh, after the Fed rate decision uh, on Thursday, uh, we have retail sales in May for May. Uh, retail sales, this is going to be key. Obviously, how is the consumer responding? The expectation is um, down from the prior month. So for the month of April, retail sales were up 0.4%, as was retail sales ex-auto. Retail sales for the month of April are expected to be flat month over up month and just barely up uh, 0.1% ex-auto. So we'll be keyed on that. One metric that we don't spend haven't spent any time on a long time is initial job claims because the job market has been so strong. The job additions have been very impressive, to say the least. So we really haven't been watching initial claims, but over the last two months, that has definitely been ticking up. So last week was the highest level we've had since November of 2021 at 261,000. It's not horrible but it certainly is starting a trend, it appears. Uh, the expectation is for last week that the unemployment new claims will be 251,000. Again, the week before was 261,000. So the last data point for this week, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. Last month for the month of May, it was 59.2. The expectation is for just slight improvement up to 60.2. Well, that's it for all the economic news that's coming out next week and a recap of what happened last week in the markets. Thank you very much for attending. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.